Hello and welcome to the all new Activate Doors podcast. I'm John Davidson and I've been writing and editing the weekly Activate Doors features in the Inverness Courier and some of our other Highland news and media newspapers and websites since uh, the summer of 2008. I've had some memorable adventures across the Highlands and further afield in fact in that time and hopefully there'll be many more years of it to come. Uh, especially now that we can start to look forward to being able to travel further afield in the coming weeks and months as the coronavirus restrictions are gradually lifted. In a while I'll be talking to a PE teacher in Inverness who is involved with a fabulous project to help introduce mountain biking to kids in a bid to help increase their confidence. Some of them are literally going from not having access to a bike to being able to go on overnight backpacking trips with their friends. So it's a really positive story and well worth a listen. Uh, but before that, I want to start by sharing one of my recent excursions when I headed into the Monolia to cl- climb to a trig point on Benbury. So I'm heading up towards the trig point on Benbury today. Um, it's a bit of a grim day, there's a big layer of cloud kind of hovering grey over the kind of patchy snow here. Um, I've come from the Dunmaglass estate, or I'm on the Dunmaglass estate in fact. Um, started off on the wind farm track, which gives access. Um, I've come over the top of Ben Vane after following the kind of tracks to the bottom of the ridge. That's, uh, what is it, 535 metres high. It's a, you might call it a little lump, but it's quite a nice little ridge and spectacular, spectacular views over South Loch Ness side, back towards Inverness. And then I dropped off the uh, ridge there. It's pretty steep on the way down, or I should say the last little section is a bit steep. Um, came past something that I presume is a fox den, a couple of great holes, well disguised in the side of the hillside. Plenty of wildlife about today. Red kites, mountain hares, um, ptarmigan, grouse. Seen quite a lot of uh, bird life, heard a woodpecker on the way into. Um, so it's been quite nice despite the kind of overcast conditions. So this is my second hill of the day, 711 metres above sea level this one. There's a trig point on the top so we'll have to uh, see that one. And then we'll head back down off the side and meet up with some of the tracks that go back towards the wind farm road. Um, got the wind farm just over to the right. There's, uh, well, people have different views on wind farms, don't they? Um, it's not uh, as wild as it could be up here, but it's obviously a managed landscape anyway. Um, but just nice to be out in the fresh air. And uh, I've only seen one other person on the walk, and that was a lady from the, uh, from the lodge, I think, walking her dogs as they barked away at me. There goes another grouse. Don't know if you could hear that. Um, yeah, got cl- so close to a main- mountain hare, I almost stood on its hind leg. I think gave it the fright of its life, and subsequently it gave me the fright of my life. Um, and I've seen two or three more since then, so it's good to see. We're not far away now. The terrain has eased, or the gradient has eased a little. Um, it's a little easier walking than some of the stuff I've done so far today. Been a lot of heather bashing once you get off the tracks. Um, so just took the trousers and the socks and uh, made my way through it. 
and uh, yeah, it's been quite nice. Well, here we are, we've made it to the trig point, um, on top of Benbui, 710.7 metres or something like that, I think it is. Um, we're in the cloud, I uh, can't see very much. Um, we're just in the bottom of the, the base of the cloud, so, you know, it's not not zero visibility, but can't see very far. Might just uh, a quick check of the map and get a compass bearing, make sure I follow the right fence line off the top. Um, yeah, trig points are uh, interesting. Nice crack down the bottom left-hand side. It's got its kind of number plate in there. People kind of collect those. There's a whole website dedicated to people who go and bag trig points. Um, it's actually a useful source of information on routes like this, actually. Although I've completely ignored the normal route to this one and uh, made my own up, um, which I couldn't find much uh, evidence of people coming this way. Although there's little bits of paths, mostly animal tracks to be fair, but um, as I said, a bit of heather bashing and it's not too bad, not too big a climbs compared to the Corbett's and the Munro's at least. And so the task is now to uh, get down and kind of meet up with the, the tracks at the bottom and then it should just be a nice uh, walk back out to the road. Bad day. That was my walk up Benbui, which I did earlier in March. Just a wee correction to myself there, though. The height of Benvein, which I went up first, is actually 500, 556 metres, not the 535 I misremembered while I was out and about. Uh, I wrote about that walk for our last Active Outdoors feature in March and you can read that on the website still at hnmedia.co.uk forward slash Active Outdoors. We also highlight any relevant outdoors related news on the site as well as doing reviews and other features so take a look at that if you can. Now, Jane Chisholm is a PE teacher at Inverness Royal Academy and like me she believes in the benefits that getting out into the wilds and being active can bring. She's set up a mountain bike club at the school, she's helped it gain cycling-friendly school status and is now hoping to raise enough money to have a mountain bike skills track built within the school grounds. I met her at the track one weekend recently for a socially distanced chat about what she's hoping to achieve. So, well, our current project is the mountain bike track. Yeah. So um, we're walking around this um, trail which was put in with the new school build. Um, and at the moment it's, it's not technical, it's just mm. a, a kind of walking and cycling trail, which is great. We use it um, quite a bit with the pupils, especially at the moment we're not allowed off campus, so... Yeah, yeah we've, um, used, we've used this for running in the past when you used to be able to Yeah, yeah, section. absolutely. <laughs> so it's a lovely little loop, and yeah. um, but with the sort of mounds and mm -hmm. little bit of gradient and stuff, we were like, oh, why can't we make this into a mountain bike trail? So um, a little kind of skills area basically to um, allow us to do technical coaching on site. So yeah. we've, um, over the last three years, we've had um, a level three um, mountain bike coach, Ian Sakora, coming in and doing sessions with the kids. Yeah. So we've got a little mountain, kind of mountain bike club basically. Uh -huh. And um, to have a sort of purpose built coaching area would be fantastic yeah um so we've got a bit of height here um we've got little kind of almost ready-made tabletops and <laughs> yeah. um, we've got big boulders and things so the idea is basically to um get in a trail designer and 
um, we've had some ideas from yeah. a local trail designer already. Right. So this, this would kind of form the basis of the loop and you'd have bits? Yeah, we'd have kind of bits trails, going yeah. off it, yeah. So, um, like, the sort of technical things like berms and tabletops and yeah. um, jumps and drop-offs. And um, the idea would be, during the school day, we would use it for um, classes. We've got our nurture base called the Bothy. Mm-hmm. We use a lot of outdoor activities. Um, to engage them so they would use it during the day and then also out, outside organisations like um, the bridge we've got a good partnership with the bridge mm-hmm. um, they would come in and use it as a sort of safe environment for right. doing mountain biking what is it what is it the bridge do um, so the bridge do um, educational provision for pupils who are struggling in mainstream um, so it's normally to do with um, emotional behavioural issues right. um, so they um, the bridge provide um, part-time provision, so some of our pupils maybe attend the bridge one or two days a week, right. um, and they use um, various different sort of contexts for learning, um, and one of them is, is outdoor um, adventurous activities. Yeah. So to be able to provide that would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then our primary schools as well, it would be we have already got a link through. Um, bikeability to deliver some bikeability in our primary schools so we want to sort of extend that we could um, potentially offer coaching here for some of our sort of feeder primaries around um, we're obviously really close to Caldine yeah. um, get them involved get and even sort of help with transition you know get the kids on mm. on the, the campus on site, and, yeah. yeah and see what it's like um, and finally in the evenings we would hope that it would be a facility that would be able to be accessed by the community yeah. so it would be um, a kind of open open facility or a facility that um, other coaches and mountain bike groups could come and book and use yeah, use it so, yeah. yeah quite so, exciting yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. yeah we always like this when it's opened and you could come up here while they're in the sports centre yeah absolutely your mountain bike club you've got the school how many kids are involved in that um so well over the sort of we we founded um the cycle hub in 2018 yeah and we've probably had about kind of 60 kids involved over the time Mm. um but sort of like maybe about i think our highest has been about 16 um because because of um qualifications and ratios of one to eight the most we can take out is 16 at a time right. uh-huh. um, but we've got lots of, of younger ones involved this year so hopefully mm. it'll kind of grow and um, get get the older ones involved in leadership yeah. roles uh-huh. as well get them trained up as level one leaders uh-huh. so they can help us take more more kids out so yeah because there's a real progression in mountain biking kind of training like that yeah it? absolutely and um, we've got a really strong link with Scottish cycling. Mm-hmm. Um, so James Brasher was originally on our kind of cycle hub project right. team. So he came along to our meetings and sort of guided us and um, gave us some some really good advice about sort of which avenues to go down. Yeah. And he's now our kind of Scottish cycling link with our funding application. Yeah. Um, so he's a keen mountain biker himself. Yeah. Um, fairly local guy. And um, just, yeah, he's really keen to see the project take off, so. And do you know, have you got a target for how much money you need to to make, (laughs) to to turn this into Um, reality? Well, um, at the moment we've we've put a sort of funding 
like our own funding of 20,000. Mm -hmm. So um, from the side of the school, basically. So yeah. sort of fundraising, um, some hopefully some support from um, the school fund. Although this last two years, we've, um, we've not been able to um, get the, well, this year, hopefully September sponsored walk. Um, which is a massive fundraiser for the school. So um, the head teacher is really keen to, to support it. So hopefully we can find where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> um, and that, that would be our side of the funding. And yeah. then we've applied to um, the Sports Scotland Cycling um, Facilities Fund yeah. um, for a small project <laughs> um, fund. Um, to support that and so hopefully we would get match funding so um, another 50% on top of that yeah so um, yeah so any any help <laughs> towards our 20,000 would be amazing yeah. and um, yeah like little we've done we've started little project within the school mm -hmm. um, to get the kids involved in that fundraising as well so yeah um, we've been weaving paracord right. bracelets and um, selling them so I had a young first year girl uh, manage to um, do a, a great um, haggling process with the head teacher um, to get £10 out of him for his paracord bracelets so um, it's, it's really important to us that the kids are involved in that fundraising yeah. um, that, that it becomes their facility, it becomes their bike track, it's part of the community they kind of police it you yeah. know that's something that i'm really impressed with anytime i go down to the skate park on the pump track you mm -hmm. know that the users look after it yeah and they they keep it good and they they police it themselves and i really hope that that would be the same for our facility that there's that that respect because they've bought into it it's their facility yeah, and they're, they're proud of it and yeah, yeah right, so and what, is there any kind of time scale on this of what are you, when you're aiming <laughs> to have this kind of start and, um, and yes. ready to use? So um, the Scottish cycling um, side of it mm -hmm. is September that our, so basically we'll be putting in our application, um, our final application by September. Mm -hmm. So we would hope to have our side of the money raised by then. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, basically as soon as, as, as they hopefully accept our application <laughs> and and give us um, the funding, we would be able to crack on. Um, and it would obviously sort of go through tender processes, but we've got, we do have a local um, track builder who's really interested yeah. in the project. And um, so we're, we're kind of, we do have the people there ready to crack yeah. on when we get the funding uh -huh. in place, so. I think you said in the, in the case study you kind of shared with me, um, you talked about people in the club being kind of, the school's obviously got quite a wide catchment area. It's yep. got areas of deprivation there. Yep. Are the people in the club kind of encouraged to join? Are they enthusiastic bikers anyway? Or? Yeah, so a huge mixture. Um, so, yeah, we've got the kids that arrive on their blingy, full-sass mountain bikes. <laughs> um, but we also have kids that don't have their own bike. Yeah. Um, so we, um, we have a fleet of bikes um, for the school that we bought um, oh, two and a bit years ago now. Um, available for any of the kids so sometimes they'll have a bike but it won't be um, hardy or sturdy enough to do full-on mountain biking um, so they'll use one of the school bikes yeah. or quite often we find that the bike they come on they've outgrown right so they use the school bike for that as well yeah. so 
um, we really, through the work with the Bothy as well, mm. that kind of um, gets them interested in it and then some of them start to come along to the mountain bike club too. Yeah. So it's sort of, um, there's that, it's almost like a pathway for yeah. them. They do a little bit in school and they, they're like, oh, this is, I quite like this, this is good fun. Or, um, or they even, I mean, we had one pupil who started um, very early on, back when we were um, first sort of getting it off the ground. Yeah. And uh, this one girl, and she was really wary of just being on the bike to mm. begin with. And then she like, oh, oh this is great. And, and then we progressed to going out into the, the woods at the back of the school and she was getting more and more success with, I mean, what you and I would just like yeah, just horse over on a mountain bike. But she was like, it was a massive step for her, all uh-huh. the, the sort of tiny little bit of gains in confidence. Yeah. And um, now she's in S3 and, and I'm hoping that I can sort of get her involved in some sort of leadership role in the future. Um, and and she cycles. We, we managed to get a bike for her, um, like a second-hand bike uh-huh. that's now hers. Um, and she cycles to and from school every day. And yeah, it's just like it's just it's little stories like that that just <laughs> make me want to do this <laughs> project yeah. more. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the kids on it's great to have the kids on the blingy full sus mountain bikes <laughs> as well. Um, I mean, their their skills are incredible. Uh-huh. Um, but I, yeah, I, I do it for the kids that that maybe don't have any confidence or don't yeah. have the access to the, to the facilities to begin with. Yeah. So I'm quite envious when I see some of the kids riding about the skills they've got already at oh, their age. Oh, you know, incredible! Like, yeah. There's like there's quite a few little Danny McCaskills yeah. in this school. <laughs> we had um, Ian set up a, a seesaw mm. um, one day. Just I mean, we use. For a lot of our coaching, we just use the school playing fields. Yeah. Um, and he brings in some um, built obstacles, but quite often we um, we create something for them. Yeah. So we had a wee seesaw, and as this kid comes on, rides on, and he does um, a stoppy in the middle of the um, seesaw. For for those people who maybe don't know what that is, <laughs> it's basically you just jam on the brakes and and you balance on your front wheel and lift your back wheel up. <laughs> And then he comes back down from that, still balancing on the centre, the balance point of the seesaw. And then he pulls up into a wheelie and goes off the end of the seesaw. And we're just like, (laughs) oh my goodness. But I mean, he's got those skills already, but I'm seeing like kids who've been involved in the club for the last three years, Mm. gaining those skills. Yeah. Um, And I mean, Ian's coaching is brilliant and he's really brought brought a number of our kids on and yeah. um, some have totally are totally hooked into their mountain biking now and some of them are doing them doing it for their physical for Duke of Edinburgh yeah. um, uh-huh. because they, they can't have access to um, the sort of regular um, sports mm-hmm. but they're like oh my mountain biking that's perfect for physical yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I've got a few of them sort of organizing themselves to do that yeah. which is great so the DV is still kind of uh, ticking along, even though it's been it's, an awkward year. Well, yeah, no it's ticking year. along <laughs> in the background. Um, I've got, I think we got 17 finished the three sections in the silver group, which is yeah. the group I was looking after, um, which is really great. I mean, you think these poor kids are basically were stuck at home, yeah. 
and they had no kind of expedition to like look forward to or kind of quite often the expedition is the spur on that gets them finished yeah it gets them to do the you know it's like yeah, do, yeah. Um, but they they all just plugged away in the background and some of them were doing like their volunteering was brownies and they started doing online brownie zoom oh, classes and yeah. stuff like that so um yeah they've been great and um we were hoping to do a cycle um expedition last year yeah that would have been our first cycle expedition yeah um but hopefully this year we'll we'll maybe see if that's that's going to be possible but maybe with a bronze group or something yeah. as as a starter um but yeah we've got a fairly large gold group we've got um you know we've got the, the 14 which is um <laughs> two expedition groups yeah. which like the the school's renowned for the dv um and having kids all the way through to gold which is which is great and um i'm starting to try and you know with the cycling it, my aim was basically to try and get kids that maybe didn't traditionally do duke of edinburgh involved in it um it's quite often seen as a middle class thing <laughs> yeah. duke of edinburgh uh-huh, um definitely. and i don't see why it needs to be um we've got we've got all the bikes we've got we've now got bike packing kit pannier racks um we've got a lot of the the equipment that the pupils would need yeah um and we're collecting together um, second hand donations like sometimes when kids have done their duke of edinburgh and they've outgrown the walking boots that they're in or they've outgrown the or they, they don't use the tent anymore um, it's quite nice to get those back as donations mm-hmm. um, so that we can offer DAV to pupils who um, can't afford to go out and buy a £200 pair of walking boots yeah. for an expedition. Yeah. So yeah. Sounds like it's all uh, kind of coming together. Is the bikepacking kind of expedition to do with the club part of the DAV or is that kind of two um, separate things? So to, yeah, we've done, um, we've done some bikepacking expeditions already. Yeah. Um, so... I mean, that was, in a way, what kicked it all off, right back. <laughs> um, and it was Adventure Syndicate, yeah. um, who just finished their launch week for this year's Match the Miles Source to See. Yeah. Um, and I had I saw a tweet, basically, that was um, Lee Craigie was involved in taking Granton pupils out mm-hmm. for an overnight bike pack. And I was like... Lee, how do I get involved in this? <laughs> I want in on this. And um, so that uh, the following summer, they um, came and worked with our pupils. It was S3 girls. And um, they did a full assembly. And then a smaller, slightly smaller group of girls got to meet Lee and mm. the equipment and um, sort of practice blowing up the the mats and get into the bivvy bag and that sort of thing in the theatre and then we did match the miles with that group of girls and the the eight that matched the most miles um, got to go on an overnight bike pack Um, and so we sort of did some training towards that so um, the following year we did it kind of Mm in-house so we call it overnight on a school night because we basically um, it's a little bit of a nod to like Alistair Humphreys' sort of micro adventures. Yeah. You know, you finish school and you just pack up Get your bike it, yeah. and you pedal off down to Doors Beach. You sleep in a bivvy bag overnight and then you pack up at <laughs> six in the morning to pedal back and go to, back school, to school the next day. <laughs> um, 
So the, the kids, it's it's always really um, a popular kind of idea. Yeah. But then the reality of it hits <laughs> home, and they're like, I mean, I'm going to class on Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah you and, go back to school. <laughs> but it's that kind of like you're knackered because yeah. uh, you've been sleeping in a bivy bag and <laughs> cycling. But it's still that kind of feeling of smugness that you woke up with the birds on Doors mm-hmm. Beach that morning. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we've. We've done that a couple of times and now the school's purchased our own bike packing equipment um, through a little bit of funding from MFR Cash for Kids mm-hmm. um, so that we can specifically look at our bothy pupils and do bike packing with them in yeah. particular. Um, the bothy's called the bothy because it's that idea that a bothy can be a fun place and an exciting place but also it's a place of refuge. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so our Bothy is exactly that. It, it's it's a place of refuge for some pupils. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really like to actually take them to a Bothy when we can um, and experience that. So, uh-huh. um, yeah. So hopefully the bike packing will grow um, now that we've got the equipment and we've got the bikes um, and we've got a number of staff who are level two cycle leaders. Mm-hmm. I'm going through my mountain leader as well. Yeah. Um, so, so it's all kind of pieces are starting to slowly come into place and if we've got a mountain bike facility here on site mm-hmm. give them an opportunity to do a little bit of training for them in advance of yeah. them heading out into the hills um, so that it's not too much of a shock to their <laughs> system riding along with a fully laden bike yeah, on, on rough trails <laughs> yeah <laughs> Thanks to Jane for giving us all the lowdown on that fantastic project. If you want to help, you can contribute at the crowdfunding page, which is justgiving.com forward slash crowdfunding forward slash IRAMTB. That's justgiving.com forward slash crowdfunding forward slash IRAMTB. Well, that's about it for our first episode of the new Activate Doors podcast, brought to you by myself, John Davidson, and Highland News and Media. Let me know what you think about the podcast. You can email us on activeoutdoors at hnmedia.co.uk. We're also on Twitter at active underscore outdoors and on facebook.com forward slash active outdoors. Uh, unless everybody tells me it's awful, I'll be back with episode two next month. Uh, look out for more details of that in the papers and on our website at hnmedia.co.uk forward slash active outdoors. Thanks so much for listening and please share the link far and wide. Let's get more people involved in active outdoors. See you next time.